show that comes to you bi-weekly that teaches a thing or two to the dumbest little guy about the genre we love. I'm your host Tim and with me is the lovable dummy himself. His name is Mushroom, but you can call him Dr. Lufenstein. Tickled nipples. What's going on? Everything, man. Everything's going on. It's a Everything's beautiful going day. It is. Is it? <laughs> I mean, I mean it, that might sound like I'm 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 happy. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounded like. It sounded like, yeah, I'm fucking stoked as shit to be you know, existing at this point in time. <laughs> I try to always be positive, but right now with the state of Australia, no. 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 But you know what? You know what? We're not talking politics. We're not Fuck talking this land gut by sea. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're talking about horror because this show is called Horror for Dummies and I want to welcome you to Horror for Dummies. This show provides the funny while teaching the dummy and maybe yourself something about the films we fucking love oh rewrites horror movies <laughs> so if this is your first time listening welcome to Hi. horror for dummies little insight on the show before we get started um i don't know if, if anyone here checked out our last episode we, we reviewed troll hunter yep. but um we kind of we kind of hit the reset button on this show's formula uh, let me explain so for the last few years, we have taken this show in many directions, and we kind of got away from the original format of showing horror films to a newbie and um, having them say yeah, yes or no, basically. Like, you keep bringing up food and stuff, and then, like, make people talk about it and all that kind of weird shit. I do. Yeah. <laughs> You're Mr. Food Man. What? No, that was you. <laughs> Continue. Right. So anyway, we've decided, uh, me and Luffy here, to go back to the formula that that made us basically, and so and and we're going back to the basics, yeah. Realistically, um, so if this is your first time listening, welcome. Here's how this show is going to roll out for the rest of the days, the end of days. I guess Until we it. change it again. <laughs> No, I don't want to change again. We've had so many different rewrites on this show that I think this is where we stand. This is this is horror for dummies, man. This is it um, forever? Horror for yeah. dummies forever. So, Luffy is the dummy. He is Hi. the novice here. He has seen some horror movies, but not all of them. A little bit, Piccolo. <laughs> so I'm going to bring a horror movie to to the table. He's going to watch it, and we're going to discuss it. We're going to discuss our thoughts on it. We're going to discuss how it was made, all the facts and info behind it, all that cool and great shit. How we feel. 
Yeah, well, that's what we do at the start of this episode. Um, also, if you were a fan of our Raw episodes, they're the uh, they're the the episodes where we review newer films. We've decided to cut those, and instead, we're going to bring those episodes included into the Horror for Dummies show. So, after we review a new movie for Luffy here, we're going to end it with a Raw review, and this review isn't going to go on for hours and hours it will be a shorter review but it will just give you a a better knowledge on whether to go check out the newer films that have come out recently so yeah so basically just doing a whole blob on uh raw and just like usurping it into horror for dummies exactly exactly with that being said what movies are we doing tonight luffy oh oh i know this um we're doing um, uh, Drag Me to Hell is our featured teacher, and, um, for Raw, we're doing Fear Street, and Fear Street, and Fear Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are, yes, we're doing the three Fear Street films in one, so you're getting four fucking movies you for lucky the price ducks. of one. Yeah. Get out of here. How good is that? Anyway, before we get into the, uh, the main meat the t-bone and the uh the boiled potatoes with sour cream and cheese Ooh. stop talking about food luffy we have boiled to... roast those cunt okay whatever you like Boiled's baked? fine too yeah but actually bakes better baked how do you guys yeah. like your potatoes <laughs> fuck off <laughs> before we start we have to welcome this is this is a beautiful thing that i love to say because we have to welcome a new patreon member to our family so, Luffy, please help me welcome our newest family member, Alan Bernston. He has become a Patreon in the last week. He is now a werewolf and uh, is, is just a fucking legend. Thanks, Alan. Welcome. Uh, hope you enjoy the Patreon content. It's fun yeah. to make. I hope it's fun to listen to. And you probably won't agree with anything. That uh, comes out at the end of uh, our tear li- uh, What are they called? Our, our tears. Our tears? You probably yeah. won't like our tears. And you can hear my tears when we do the bracket episodes and, 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 That's the and one. Jaleesa and That's Luffy the one. gang They're up on me bracket all the time. Episodes. No, you don't. <laughs> yes, you fucking do. Every bracket episode ends with me almost storming away. Not the last one. The last one was very disappointed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Finally, I had a win. But yes, thank you, Alan. You'll find out more about that in the uh, Patreon content. Yes, that's right. And speaking of Patreon content, in the next week, we have our newest bracket coming out, which is the hottest male TV or movie character ever. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. We're talking about dicks. Yeah, hot dicks. I I must warn you to anyone out there who's going to listen to this. And not just sweaty detectives. Uh, to anyone that's going to listen to that episode, we yes. do get a little graphic at times with with penis talk. So, <laughs> I mean, we get a little graphic with penis talk. <laughs> shows. True, but I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's like extra penisy. That's right. We're comparing yeah. dick sizes, and yeah, mm. it's, it's a bit crazy. <laughs> it's like, um, oh, what's the thing that's got eight dicks? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Why you do that? Anyone out there who wants to join our Patreon page, go to patreon.com forward slash horror for dummies. There you will find four different tiers that you can join. And uh, $3 a month basically gets you mostly everything. So join us. Join in on the bracket episodes, the top 10 episodes. And we've got a new show coming out soon, which is called the Super Fun, Magical Fun, Happy Time episode. I don't actually know what it's called, but we'll figure something it along out. the lines of that, yeah. I I over, like overdid it. It, it. I was thinking of the echidna, which uh, has a four-headed penis. That's fucking horrifying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> weird. Anyway, let's start this show, man. Let's get into it. So, before we get into the movies, we have a little question to ask and to answer. So, how many penises did you have? <laughs> How many penises were inserted in you last night? Yeah. Question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week for last time. The question was, if you were given the death penalty, what would your last meal be? Fucking Luffy coming in with the food questions again. Bruh. (laughs) Bruh. (laughs) So, we have a lot of answers, so let me get through this. Mm. Marcy Papandria says, Dan Stevens, for sex, not food. That's, that's, yeah, he's got a good guy. <laughs> uh, B. Jermine says, fried chicken, mashed taters, bacon, chocolate, nice and ice cream. Terribly <laughs> <laughs> nice cream. If I'm going to die, I'm going to go out like a pig. Good on you, B. Nice. Uh, Alan Chacha yes. says, super freaking hot wins. wings, sorry, <laughs> and extremely rare tomahawk steak, barbecue pork ribs, some pizza, onion rings, and fries. Then Fuck a selection yeah, of desserts. If you're going to kill me, you're going to feed me. Then I'm going to come back with a vengeance. Yeah. I'm coming back for seconds. Alan's got the fucking right stuff, except the freaking hot wings. Fuck that. You don't like hot wings? I hate anything hot. Really? You know this about me. I hate chili. Me too. But like, I don't know. You seem like the kind of dude who'd like hot stuff. No. Hmm. No. Yeah. My friends used to put chili sauce around the ring of, rim of my drink while I wasn't looking. And yeah, then, we we have yeah. bad friends. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, Kirsten Amber says, a schnitty burger with sweet chili and sour cream, 10 Wicked Wings and Smirnoff Ice. No, no, no chili, yeah. but okay. Gotta drive around for that, but yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> Ray Ridgway says, a candlelit dinner with Tim Davis. Aww. Aww. Uh, Sean Bowden says, Eight hours smoked beef short ribs. Shut up, Sean. (laughs) Uh, Mitch Jago says cyanide. I mean, yeah. (laughs) You can't kill me, I'll kill me. (laughs) Rye Guy comes in and says, how about we all just take a lesson out of Gerald's book, play some The Who, order a nice steak dinner, and then proceed to take the bone out and stab the ever-living fuck out of the jugular. Oh, hells yeah. He meant, oh, okay, sorry. I thought, I thought he was talking about Gerald's game. He's talking about Gerald Butler from Law Abiding Citizen. Mm. Yep, nice. Uh, Lars from Denmark says bacon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me all of the bacon. <laughs> uh, Dimitri Sora says spaghetti. <laughs> I like a spaghetti. Uh, Beck, Beck Rocha says beef vindaloo. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris Paley, you know him. He? he says, T-bone medium rare, minimum 500 grams, chip, salad, mushroom sauce, and a schooner of rashes. He just wants to go to the pub. 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> David Cameron Robert Thompson says, double quarter pounder, add chicken sauce, lettuce, tomato, and hash brown in a meal with caramel shake, followed by a fresh cream pavlova with fresh strawberries and sprinkles. Simple, easy, no fuss. Wait, what? I mean, I mean there's a <laughs> lot of fuss on pavlova? That. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> sprinkles on a pavlova. Uh, Jordy Van Vukla says, garlic bread and gnocchi bolognese. My favorite meal as a kid and a slice of fresh hot chocolate cake for dessert. Hot chocolate. Yeah, okay. Um, Heather Powell says, cider, nachos, and dick. <laughs> dot, 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 for real. <laughs> I'm imagining it. it's like movie nachos, but they're doing like the, um, the fucking popcorn trick and it's just burning their dick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like ah, bad idea. Ah. I mean, she didn't specify whether it has to be a living dick. I mean, it's they do sell a pee hole. They do sell beef penises, so they did. Do they? Uh, yeah, I'm sure they do. Hmm. Ox ox penis. Yeah. Oh yeah, true, true. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Ryan comes in with an actually smart answer and says. Something that takes Take a really that everyone long... else. No, like he's actually thought about this. <laughs> yeah. um, he says something that takes a really long time to cook. Get it? So, yeah. So he lives longer. Yeah. What would that? What would take fucking ages to cook? I mean, brisket. Oats? No, they're real quick. Oats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up. I'm dead now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Matt Wood comes in and says, "Your heart." Aww. Matt Wood can have my heart any day. Cutie. Uh, Daryl Hook said a bunch of endangered species. <laughs> <laughs> if um, I'm going out, I'm taking all these pieces <laughs> with me. Scott Crawford says tube steak, and he gives a little winky face. What's a tube? Oh, that's another penis. <laughs> hey. You guys. Uh, you guys are being yucky. Paul Grawinski says, a big bowl of mac and cheese and a warm brownie covered with vanilla ice cream. Nice. Oh. Alan... <laughs> Getting so sick. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Alan Bernston, speaking about our latest, pat- latest Patreon, he said, hey, buddy. Betty White's bum bum. <laughs> I mean, you do you, man. That's... Ugh. Hells yeah, man. I'm with you. I'm sure she doesn't have control of her bowels either. At this uh, point. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Yuck. Um, Alright <clears throat> I left the two best answers for laughs Because they made me laugh heaps We have Alison May Ferguson Says a jar of mayo <laughs> 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 oh, I don't man. know why I like mayonnaise But that just makes me sick <laughs> Visceral reaction happening <laughs> right now. And Zim Vader's comment Made me piss myself As it usually does he said... I mean, you know you have incontinence issues to begin with. <laughs> Zim Vader said, something shit. May- <laughs> Maybe <Okay>. braised <laughs> type air penis served with Carolina Reaper salad and throw some caviar on there as well. This will make me, this will make me look forward to death. A good meal will only make me realise how wonderful the world is and its delights can be, which would, <laughs> which would really make me bummed about dying. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good point. I know. That's why it's funny, because it's like, damn it, you thought too much about this. Yeah. Wow, all right. 
Thank you so much to everyone that answered. Some of those questions, uh, some of those answers really made me gag. And uh, yeah, Betty White's bum bum. Bum bum. <laughs> anyway, let's get on with this week's question. And this one's kind of related going to you, Luffy. You'll have a good answer for this. Yeah, what up? I want to know, what is the scariest horror game you've ever played? Oh. And it could be anything. It could be a board game. It could be a, could be fucking murder in the dark. Uh, it could be video game, whatever you want. Oh man! Um... While you think, I will just yeah, say, like, I don't know. I last think. night, I think. last night I played Murder in the Dark with the kids. If you don't know what Murder in the Dark is, basically it's hide and seek in the dark, and the kids fucking hated it. I had the time of my life. I put on Spotify. I found a, I found a playlist called Scary Horror Noises. Mm. So I was just playing that. They didn't like it, but I did. So basically, um, it just sounds like kind of fucking shin yourself on a fucking table, real good. <laughs> if I'm going to answer properly, um, one game that really did freak me out was Dying Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am no good with horror video games. Give me really? any, give me any horror movie. I'm fucking sweet. I'm usually not that scared, but horror video game, nah. I, uh, I, I jump and I freak out. Really? That's funny, because yeah. I'm like the opposite. That's why I'm struggling, because it's like I've played all the fucking horror games. Um, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's kind of... I've got a few. Like, Give but I, I don't know... Okay, so Outlast was pretty good. Right. Um, That was that first person one where you like kind of stuck in a... It's sort of like a mental hospital thing. It was pretty decent. Okay. Um, I remember the like playing the old Resident Evils like when I was a kid. They were pretty scary. Yeah. Like especially, I always remember like running down that fucking hallway where the dogs jump out at you in the oh. first one. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Silent Hill two or one. I'm trying to think which one I played more of. But like, it was just the. I think it was the first one with the radio buzzing and shit and just like not being able to see anything and then just having things kind of slowly come into focus and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, but like, yeah. they're not even like interested in you, but they're still fucking like, so weird. It's so scary. creepy. Yeah. Um, and then what was pretty good. I, I started playing, um, Resident Evil seven in the VR and that was pretty, oh, um, fuck. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty fun being, like, immersed in it, and so that was, like, a little bit scarier. I would fucking freak with that, being mm. the VR. And then there's, there's there's some really fantastic horror indie games, and I just can't fucking think of any right now. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. Well, that's a good bulk of answers you have there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm keen to see what everyone else says. I know yeah, there's going to be some fucking weird ones but because hey. there's gonna be some shit where i'm just like yeah that <laughs> yeah yeah or there'll be some where you'll be like okay that's not scary yeah unless you answer betty white's bum bum <laughs> <laughs> i want to play in that game <laughs> all right well that room. being said let's get to it we're going to feature presentation land hey luffy yeah. are you ready to drag me to hell yes good Let's get it on! (laughs) 
And now for our feature presentation. Mr. Jacks, I was wondering if you'd made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's between Stu and yourself. Stu Rubin, the new guy? Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions. I'm perfectly capable of making the tough decisions. I'll let you know as soon as I decide, okay? Will you help me? Please. Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. Your call. Another extension is out of the question. Where will I live? I'm really sorry. Never have I begged for anything. But now, I Mrs. humble myself Mrs. before Ganesh, you. Please. I beg you. Please let go. Please let go. Security! will be you who comes begging to me. Someone has cursed you. Is the Lamia the most feared of all demons? For the first three days, the spirit torments its victims. After that, it will come to take you. Take me where? To burn in hell for eternity. It's coming for me. Please listen to me. There's nothing coming for you. How do I get rid of this? I welcome. You can give the curse away. No! We are talking about Drag Me To Hell from 2009. So, what is Drag Me To Hell, you ask? Let me read the synopsis What on. is Drag Me To Hell? You just asked that. Well, let me tell you that. The plot Don't worry about telling me. I, I've already seen it. <laughs> well, everyone else that hasn't oh, okay. seen it or, yeah. or needs, needs uh, a like revisit. Like a refresher or something? Yeah. That made sense. You should do that when we first start talking about it. So, a loan officer who evicts an old woman from her home finds herself the recipient of a supernatural curse. Despite, she turns to a, to a seer to try and save her soul, while evil forces work to push her to breaking point. That's yeah, yeah, that pretty good it. synopsis. Yeah. This one comes at a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, hmm. um, which is good for a horror movie. Good for IMDb. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This stars Alison Lohman as Christine Brown, Justin Long as Clay Dalton, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Lorna Raver as Mrs. Ganush, Dilip Rayo as Ram Juz, and other people. Who has it got? David Palmer as mm-hmm. Mr. Jax. Uh, other people that I won't really... Oh, wait. Reggie Lee as Stu. Now, this is directed I didn't, by... I didn't see a... Uh... A Bruce Campbell cameo, is that right? That is right, and uh, oh. we'll get to, we'll get to that later. We will. Okay, I was this curious. Is... I was looking out for it. I'm like, where's my big boy? <laughs> we do get a cameo of another actress, but we'll get to that later. Okay. 
Uh, this is directed by Sam Raimi. Who is Sam Raimi, you ask? Luffy. Who's Sam Raimi? Do you want to enlighten people who Sam Raimi is? He's the fucking best. Everyone shut up. Is that enough? I mean, okay, I mean, fine. What movies fine. He <laughs> fine. He directed other shit. Like uh, Hercules. Like the the legendary adventures. Um, he directed this little movie called Evil Dead and Evil Dead Again and Evil Dead The Back in Time. And he also directed Spider-Man, Spider-Man Again, and Spider-Man The Not As Good One. I like Spider-Man 3. It's good, but it's not as good. It's no Spider-Man 2. Fair enough. And Darkman, which I haven't seen. Neither have I, actually, funny enough. Mm. Um, he also did Oz, The Great and Powerful, which I didn't mind. And I heard that they were doing another one. And Oh, and a shit ton of Xena, too. Did he? I'm, I'm trying to find it. I can't see it anywhere. He was an EP. Ah, uh, okay. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Okay. So, drag me to hell. What? What? What's What's the go with this movie? Basically, what happened with this movie, the script was written after Sam Raimi and Ivan Raimi, who I must mention is Sam Raimi's older brother, and he mm-hmm. helped write this movie, along with Army of Darkness and other movies that Sam Raimi's done. They're writing partners. <clears throat> Exactly. The script for Drag Me to Hell was completed um, back in 1992. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, so it's been on the back burner for a long time. Um, but other projects such as Spider-Man series uh, pushed the project back. Yeah. <clears throat> so, all in all, this kind of blows me away that this movie has been planned for a long time. Mm. And it didn't get till 2009 to really come into play. I don't know if that is a bad thing. Because if it came out earlier, say, let's just say it came out in... So 1992, they had plans. Let's say it came out in 1994. Mm -hmm. Would the effects be worse then? Mm, Okay. Here's my thing. I fucking love the effects in Army of Darkness and Evil Dead. And maybe seeing this with, like, early 90s Raimi... Would have been fantastic. Probably, yeah, because at that time... Yeah, at that time he wasn't big, so he's still independent, I guess. So it wouldn't be big blockbuster movie money. No, like, it was... It it had that fucking, like, Evil Dead energy, like, in a lot of the classic Raimi shots. Yeah. Um, But it felt like it had heaps of money behind it. For the time. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Like, and so I think it would have been cool to see, like... I mean, there wasn't much creatures, and most of the good effects were practical in this. So, like... Let, let's 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 mm, halt what we're talking mm, about right mm, now. Let's okay. get back into effects later, because... Sure. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Teach um, me. <laughs> so, okay, before we, before we get into the facts and the what now about the movie, I want to basically get a, a gist of where you're coming from. This was your first time watching this movie, am I right? This is surprisingly my first time watching this movie. Which kind of shocks me, because you are a, a Sam Raimi... Like, he's your guy, right? Yeah, dude. Definitely one of them. Like, Evil For Evil sure. Dead. Evil Dead, which is a movie we've never done on this show. Any of them. Haven't we? No. I mean, it Even wouldn't really e- be a dummy thing, but I'd fucking love to do it. 
We will eventually, because, I mean, we'll, we'll run out of movies where you haven't seen. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Uh, but I think we have to do evil the Evil Dead series at yeah, one point. Yeah, like, I have to be on the Evil Dead episode. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I haven't watched it for a long time, so maybe you'd be teaching me. It's been um, a minute, too. <laughs> so, this is your first time watching it. But I yeah. yeah, so I had fucking... Like, I had it on DVD when I had, like, the, the dead skin covers. Like, I had the Necronomicon editions. Because oh, I, nice. I, like, got them imported from America and shit. Because I fucking love this movie. I'm pretty sure I have it on VHS as well. You love Evil Dead, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, not this movie. I mean, we'll get to it. But, <laughs> um, yeah. I fucking love Evil Dead. I fucking love Spider-Man. And, like, when I was growing up, I loved the fucking shit out of Heracles and Xenus. Like, I was all into that shit. And then I found out they're the same person. I'm like, well, this guy just makes all the best things. Can I just quickly interrupt mm-hmm. and just completely off topic? Yeah, completely. Sure. We're not even talking horror right now. Sam Raimi did direct the first Spider-Man movie. Yes. Um, out of all the Spider-Man movies that come out, which is your favorite? Which is my favorite? Yep. Look. D- Two. <laughs> so the, the the Tobey Maguire Sam Raimi one. Yeah. Uh cool. All right. It's it's just even though Tobey Maguire isn't my favorite Spider-Man. Please don't say Andrew Garfield is. No. Um. I think uh, I think the new dude does it really well. Yeah, but his suit sucks. I don't hate the suit. Compared I think the suit's Sam better. No, yeah, no, I think this. Is. I think the Sam Raimi suit's better, and also just like the the Doctor Octopus storyline, and just like Spider Man's whole arc in the fucking movie. It's just mwah, Chef's kiss. It's perfect fucking superhero movie. Okay, like yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to hear. I wanted you to give some praise to Sam Raimi. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, I uh, look. I'm not a superhero guy, but yeah. The uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans. They're my Spider-Mans. I even like part three. I don't care what people say about emo Spider-Man. I like him. See, like, and part three's got the Peter Becker. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. It's like yeah, one of yeah. my favorite fucking moments in movies. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about this Sam Raimi movie. I, I, I Enough bullshit. I want to know. Are you a fan of Drag Me to Hell or not? I am. Yes. I, I waned a little bit. There were moments where I was like, eh. And there were like, um, like, some of the effects are dated and shit like that now. Yeah. I feel like. I agree with that. And I don't love the characters as much as I like. Really? No. Maybe it just needs a couple more rewatches because it's probably real. Who um, specifically? Who? Um, Justin Long's character was a bit fucking douchey. Weak sauce. I don't know. Just not much of anything. All right, all right. Hold what you're saying there. Let's let's okay. we'll get into that part okay, later. Okay. But let's talk more about what the I story. We'll, we'll 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 get to that like in levels. Basically, let's talk more about the actual story or the actual idea of Drag Me to Hell because apparently it came from a couple of different folklore stories. Okay. Um, the, the, the furries or you, Uranus? Furies? 
Furies. What did I say? Furries? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I, I mean, they're fucking scary in their own right. <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, it's late. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> they were figures of vengeance in Greek mythology. Yes. When summoned by... <laughs> When summoned by people who were wronged or victimized in some way, they would wreak vengeance on the wrongdoer for a period of time until they killed themselves and then torture and terrorize them in the underworld. So that's one idea where this whole story came for. Another idea also comes from Krampus. Which oh. if you don't have you seen Krampus? Yeah, man, I did that whole like messaging you the whole way through. That's right. Cool. Thing. All right. So, if you don't know what Krampus is, basically, Krampus is a pre-Christian figure in Germany and Austria who accompanies Saint Nicholas on the eve of December sixth, mm-hmm. Saint Nicholas Day. While Saint Nick would reward good children with gifts, Krampus would drag wicked children to the underworld. And legend um, has it that each sequel is worse than the first. <laughs> it's not legend. That's fact. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, that's right. You watched all those shit sequels. Yeah, dude. It was yeah, part of my, sorry. like, watching new movies, and I went through and I watched all the Krampus movies on Prime. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad time. <laughs> anyway, so both those those laws helped inform the vengeful Lamia character in this mm, movie. Okay, I can see that. So I like it how they how they take actual folklore and things. It's, it goes back to our Troll Hunter discussion last week. Yes, they take all this folklore and bring it into the movie. I dig that. Oh, it, it totally makes sense because he's like a little Greek obsessed. Anyway. <laughs> well, okay. Now we can continue what we're talking about. I want to talk about the acting and the characters. So first question, and you've kind of... Oh, you kind of somewhat answered, but I, I want to know. Just, Justin Long, mm. are you a fan of his or not? He has to be playing the right character. Give me examples of right characters. If he's playing an eccentric weirdo, he's usually pretty good. But if he's just like, like regular guy, I just don't believe him as like a regular dude. He's just too awkward and weird. Like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I just didn't get him as this guy. <clears throat> All the movies that I'm thinking of that he's in right now, he kind of comes off as like a I'm better than you type character. Yeah, he's either a douchebag or a dude you feel sorry for in movies, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I feel like he's better at the dude you feel sorry for kind of guy. Because he like, kind of looks that way. I'm yeah, sorry. or he's just like... <laughs> Oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah. He kind of reminds me of... Now I'm going to butcher his name. Um, He was in... Oh, fuck me. Uh, Jay Birchall. Birchall. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. From like, this is the end and stuff. That's the one. Yeah. And uh, Train yeah. Your Dragon and stuff yeah. like that. He's got that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's kind of dorky looking and, and, and he looks like he's been picked on at school. Yeah. I just... I don't believe him with her. And then I don't believe that he's like a spoiled rich kid. And then just like, um, apart from anything, he's just his character was just kind of there for me. Ah, I I don't know. Just for me, like yeah, he had things that moved the story along, but like yeah, he was like supportive, and he wasn't supportive, and then he was like, I'm like, what do you what do you want? 
Like, who are you? So, I get where you're coming from, but there are some aspects of his character that I find believable. Okay. Where, yeah. where he's trying to be supportive, but at the same time he's thinking in his head, God, shut the fuck up. Nothing's wrong with you. It's all just in your head. Yeah, which is where he's not being supportive. And then he kind of flip-flops. Yeah, but I can actually believe that. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, all in all, yeah, Justin Long is a guy like... Honestly, asking myself the same question, am I a fan of Justin Long? I don't know. <laughs> I I am, but it's hit or miss with him. Yeah, yeah, I think that's where I'm coming to. Um, like, him and Tusk, I didn't mind him and Tusk. I liked, Again, I liked him and Tusk. Yeah. Because he was playing that, like, like, weirdo that you feel sorry for. And I'm like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> All right. Well, Alison Lohman, who uh, is the main the main chick in this mm-hmm. movie, she poor thing. She, she plays Christine. <laughs> yeah. What What do you think about her? I thought Act- she was really. Wise, I thought she was really wise. good. I also have this theory that Sam Raimi hates actors. <laughs> Why? Because whenever he gets like free reign over something, he just seems to torture actors. Well, that being said, um, this was the last, the last feature movie that she appeared in. She actually retired from acting after this. Fair enough. Uh, not because of the movie or anything like that, but she, uh, she started a family. Basically, um, she has appeared in other things, just cameos and stuff, but nothing big. So this was kind of her last hurrah. In I'm a way just, Like I've also like I also think he's got like I Maybe I haven't noticed it before But You know how like Quentin's always shooting feet Yeah Raimi's always putting stuff In people's mouths <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got this weird Oral fixation Because everything Just kept going into Like <laughs> Alison Lohman's mouth I th- Yeah but I think That was a running ja- gag With this movie And I fucking loved it because it was just so many things go like just yeah. like the fucking lady sucking on her fucking chin. Yeah, it's just so oh. good. And then like she's got like the, the, the spew in it, and the bugs, and like I'm like stop putting things in this poor girl's mouth. <laughs> I mean, I'd put something in her mouth too. She's quite totally, the which looker. is which is like where I feel like he's like fuck all the blowjobs. Which is fair enough. <laughs> I mean, he's like, doesn't? I'm just gonna keep shoving shit in this chick's mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little fact about Alison Lohman. Yep. With this movie, despite not being a big horror movie fan, mm-hmm. she watched countless horror movies in preparation for this part. She said, "I watched horror classics every day." She said, "I would just sit there, turn off the lights, and watch films like The Shining." Just to get in this role. So I think that's cool. I like it when actors do that. Go out of their comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he he, like, honestly, he really pushed it with this one. I think she did a fantastic job. So do I. But let's talk about, in my opinion, the highlight of this movie, who was Lorna Raver, who played Mrs. Ganush. Yes. Uh... Easily the highlight for me. She's horrifying. She's sentimental. She's gross. And yeah. every scene that she was in, even like dead or alive, I just fucking loved her. She stole her. it. Yeah. Dude, the, the scene when we first meet her, the whole nails on the on the, on the the desk, just clicky clacking, whatever it is. And then, yeah, pulling out her teeth and, and everything she was in. She was just fantastic. I loved this character. I loved this actor, actress, sorry. Um, I thought she was a standout. Yeah. What about you? 
Definitely. She definitely acted the shit out of this. Like, she had to do some weird shit, and she just went for it. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. And I I can't imagine she's done anything like it. Definitely not. No, I don't don't think so. I didn't actually... (laughs) Nope. Are you checking up, or...? Yeah, nothing I can see. Okay, yeah. Um, But good on her. I I love that. Um, Sorry, going back to Alison Lohman, who played Christine... Apparently, she did almost all of her own stunts in this movie. Wow, what a fucking trooper. Yeah, so, yeah, those scenes where shit goes in her mouth, yeah, mm. all her. <laughs> yeah, and I could I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> it's in, like, real reactions. And I know Raimi likes to make them do it. <laughs> yeah, poor Like, he guy. wants authentic shit. Like, you watch um, Ash vs. Evil Dead, or even just the original Evil Dead series, <laughs> just keeps fucking with them. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe they just didn't want to be a filmmaker. Maybe he just likes to fuck with people. Yeah, he's just like, he's how do I how do I excuse. pull pranks and then build a movie around him? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about effects and, and putting things in people's mouths, let's let's talk about the effects in this movie because yes, please. this is uh this is the part where I think some people can be divided. Mm-hmm. Um, because. I think the effects is one of the main things that makes this car- uh, makes this movie very cartoony and comedy based. Yeah. Um, what would you think about it? About the effects? Um, look, he nails that kind of fucking like he he's one of the masters of of that horror comedy stuff. Yeah. Which I think is why I loved, like Evil Dead Two is like one of my favorite movies ever, bar like horror. Do you know what I mean? Like not just horror movies, like ever yeah okay um and it just nails that fucking horror comedy thing that like peter jackson does in like brain dad and all that kind of shit you know yeah and it's it's definitely here in this movie too it's not the kind of main uh focus like there's definitely other stuff going on Mm -hmm. but there's definitely like fucking Raimi OG scenes for sure. Definitely, yeah. That the the goat that mm. turns into a possessed goat is very, <laughs> very deer head Evil Dead. Yeah, dude. So yeah, I <laughs> even just a lot of the he's got all those um, like this isn't effects. This is more directing, but like all those wacky like um, weird shots that he does, like the zooming in thing. And where he like whips the fucking camera around like like it's gonna fucking break your neck and shit. Yeah. In the action sequences and stuff. But they're so cool because it, it like it whips and then it sits still. Like it yeah. jerks to spot. Yeah. And I yeah. think that looks so fucking good and it's such like a him move. It's like the um the Spike Lee uh dolly shot, you know? Like it's just iconically him and they're fantastic. The the bit where it lets down for me effects wise was just the CG. Yeah, I can see it. Like but- when I when the movie started, that whole first scene, I was like, "Fuck, man! I don't I don't know, man! I don't know about this movie." Why? I just didn't think it looked very good. I think it looked super fucking crap. Maybe it's because I've seen this movie multiple times and I know what to expect. But watching it this time, I didn't think the the first scene anyway was that bad. Just like the the floor falling away and stuff, I just didn't think it looked that great. And look, maybe it's because it's like twenty twenty fucking one now, and this was 
God, how many, like... Yeah, 11, 11 years. 11 years ago? Yeah. Like, so... It could be just that. It could be, like... I, I feel like I've seen this movie before kind of a thing as well. Like, there's been a lot of possession curse movies. Yeah, that's true. I feel like in the past few years, so I was getting that, like, same kind of, like... Oh, mm. this whole thing again. Yep, yep. But I gotta take into account that it's like fucking so long ago. I mean, the scene at the end where Christine gets taken or she gets dragged to hell. Yes. Um doesn't look great. But this is a movie where I can put the effects aside because it's not a movie to be taken serious. It's a fun popcorn know. film. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So- I just like that's why like when you, when you ask that fucking critical question of like, do you wish it was made when it came out? Yeah. I kind of would have liked the hokey old effects of like Army of Darkness for this. Yeah. Okay. Like I, I feel like, like it would motion. have given it more charm. Whereas True. like this, the early, the, the 2000, like the noughties kind of CGI. Yep. Just, yeah. it just, it, it didn't carry well. Like, I don't seem to have that, like, oh, that's cute nostalgia yeah, for yeah. it. Like, um, you know, like, yeah, it just it just doesn't look great. And, it, and it's not like, yeah, the 80s stuff where it was like, oh, it's practical, so that's sick. So, yeah, it's it's, it's okay to not be as great, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we referenced Evil Dead multiple mm-hmm. times in this and let's just let's just let's talk about the the tie-ins with the evil dead and the sure. first tie-in is is the obvious one is the the evil dead car yes did you pick up <laughs> no really okay no, you'll you'll, it, you'll be kicking yourself once yeah you i am now so the oldsmobile delta 88 it also is. known as the classic uh, does appear in this movie. It is the car that Sylvia Ganush drives. Yeah, it's the fucking yellow one. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. as, soon, as soon as you fucking said it, I'm like, fucking is too. <laughs> Shit. All right, yeah. I'm gonna do this a lot because I didn't. I didn't. I was like, kind of just watching the movie as a whole, not really looking for bits. Yeah. No. No. Dude, it's your first time. Like, I was I've just looking for Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bruce Campbell, who does appear in. Almost every other Ramy Ramy directed movie, uh, he was invited to come on this and do a role, but he turned it down because he was busy with his TV show Burn Notice. That's a good TV show. I've never seen it, so I don't know. It's got Bruce Campbell in it, so I had to. Ah, uh, okay, okay, obviously. Yep. Um, another thing I do like about this movie is I don't know if you picked this up. You probably didn't, but it's something so simple and little that it's just like that's cool. The movie begins with the 1980s Universal logo. No, I didn't. That yeah. that is cool. So it refers to when Sam Raimi got started in the horror genre with the first two Evil Dead movies. After the credits, there is also the title card that says to take a tour of Universal Studios. This was also used in the 1980s in other Universal movies, such as American Wealth in London. Huh. Yeah, didn't know that so, one. Yeah. Just something little and simple. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. I like that. All right, let's talk about the Lamia, the yeah. actual demon, because I have a lot. I, I, I kind of did a little bit of research on this demon because as I was watching this movie, I was like, 
is this a thing that was made for the movie or is there an actual demon that, that they kind of copied off? And a bit of both. The, the, the quick and short answer is, but let me get through it. So okay. due to its namesake appearance, the black goat, the Lamia, share similarities to the mythology figure, mythological figure, sorry, Baphomet, as you know. You right here. You. Hello. <laughs> Hello, little buddy. Uh, in a scene in which Ram Juz is explaining the curse of the Lamia, a drawing appears which resembles the Baphomet in its infamous sitting position. So there's another tie into it. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Baphomet. I'm pretty sure it's a hard T. Okay, Baphomet. All right. I'll, I'll double check for you. Okay. Um, so the Lamia's name comes from the serpentine creature in classic Greek mythology of the same name. Uh, although the although oh, sorry although it has been often referred to as an it in the film, the medium Sean Sandina says she is coming, describing the demon as a female. This is also respectively or retrospectively a reference to the mytho, mytho, fuck me mythical Lamia, who is a female monster. So, um, yeah, the the Lamia is actually a boogie woman from. <laughs> Boogie Woman from Greek mythology who stalks the countryside looking for children to devour. And it was a story used to get young children into their beds at bedtime. So it is a real thing, but it also shares in this movie similar things to Baphomet or whatever you want to call it. Baphomet, Baphomet, whatever. I'm finding a lot of things that some people are saying it's Baphomet. Some people saying it's Baphomet. So whatever. (laughs) Whatever you feel like, bro. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Yeah, bro. Um, I don't know, this is kind of another tie-in to Evil Dead, but the Lamia also shares similarities with the Deadites of Evil Dead franchise. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a little bit of Deadites in there, for sure. I mean, they feed on human souls and bring their victims to them with hell. Yeah, possess them and dance around and shit. Exactly, yeah. So, I think that's pretty cool how they do things like that. Um, let's, Let's talk more about this movie. Sure. Uh, little details that we kind of skipped on. So, so for me, there's one scene in this movie that is kind of always really hard to watch, and yeah. that is. Have you got? Have, do you want to have a guess? No. I mean, it, I don't. I don't know. Not that I don't want to guess. I just. Can't think. <laughs> I gotcha. It's the scene where she has to kill the kitty. Oh, that's real quick. <laughs> I know, but it just, it bothers me, man. It just, yeah, I'm a cat lover. That little kitten looks so cute. Every time it, like, was on screen, I was like, ah, the little kitty. Yeah. And then, and then you don't you don't see it, obviously, but you hear the meow or the, the bad meow, and you just see it being buried, and it's just, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of upsetting to me. Oh, poor Timmy. I know, I know, but it's, it's something simple. Um, yeah. All in all, what did you think about this story? Um, pretty good. Like, kind of a... Just pretty good. Yeah. Like, um... I think I was just enjoying it. I wasn't really thinking about it too much, you know? The ending. What about the ending? Where I love the, I love the ending. Okay, before before you... You've already said it. But, um, where did you think it was going to go? I think you said it already. Um, I thought she was fine. I thought she made it. <laughs> so you... You thought it was all going to wrap up into a nice, happy ending? Yeah. 
to a neat <laughs> little package. And, um, and then it didn't. And then I was like, well, I like that even more. Something about uh, movies that just have a drag ending, yeah. I just love. Yeah, dude. Um, there's movies that I can name, but I'm not going to because I don't know if you've seen them or not. But <laughs> yeah, I just I just think it... I don't know, I just... Something about the subverting expectations of it of there being a happy ending. I think we're so used to just a happy ending for it all to be tied up together that when something like this happens, it's like, oh, shit. Like when there's no final girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shit like that. And it's like, oh, no, he, he got away with it. <laughs> like, like there is some movies where you expect it. For example, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. Yeah. It's a prequel story to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know that Leatherface is going to come out fine and yeah, kill everyone. probably going to be okay. Because it's a prequel story. But yeah. in this, this is a standalone movie. You don't know what's going to happen. And yes, I was the same with you. At the end of this movie, I thought it was all going to be nicely wrapped up. I thought maybe that the curse would come back on her. I but... forgot about the coin. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker. I think... I, I love how smartly written it was. Yeah. You know, they, they tied everything together. Um, they made all all this come together in, in a really good ending. So, I yeah, fucking love I think, the ending. Um, he did a good job writing it where he didn't... Intro- he didn't seem to leave any loose threads. No, definitely. I like. Yeah. Like, all of her work shit and having, like, the complications with that dude kind of, like, was, like, a red herring for what she was going to do. Yep. So I get all that. And then to kind of show her as a nice person. Uh, and then also that he got his comeuppance at the end, so that even tied it up further. And, yeah, and then it, like, you you feel like she's made the right decision. She's, like, doing all the... She, like, got rid of the coat. She's moving on. <laughs> That's why I love the ending so much. I agree. You know, because um, even though she was, like, she was greedy at the start... Uh, and being selfish, and even though this dude fucking totally would have deserved it, um, and she could have given the button to him, not the chat it, but, uh, and she didn't, and she, she had a full arc, and then it was like, all happy days, she grew as a person, and then she got fucked on. <laughs> it's so good. It just shows that sometimes you need to fuck other people to go on with your life. Yeah, but she wouldn't have anyway, because it was like, it was still the... True, true, but I, I mean... It was too yeah, late, because he that's still true. had the button. That is true, yeah. Stupid clay. <laughs> um, I I found this interesting theory on the internet about this movie. I, I, I love fan theories on movies. Yeah, yeah, same. Go on. So I heard this one, and it's like, it's not incredible, but it's like, ah, food for thought, whatever. Okay. So this cinematic exercise was all about an eating disorder. So let me explain. Apparently, the entire oh, scenario. Okay. Apparently, the entire scenario was all in Christine's mind. Mm. She was hallucinating because she was starving herself. The theory is the story revolves around an obsession with food. When Christine is baking in the in her kitchen, we see a photo of her as an overweight teenager. Oh yeah, yeah, all and the- it comes up how she was fat as well with the gypsy lady. Yeah, exactly. All the vomiting and things being forced down Christine's Christine's throat, like the arm. Plus, other characters always pictured eating around her while she abstains. Yeah. Seems to echo the idea that she might be, in fact, suffering from anorexia. Oh, so he's not just a horny boy. Maybe it was all for a reason. Yeah. 
I mean, who knows if that's true? And I don't think I, I didn't search up to find the answer if Sam Raimi's been no, asked that. No, it's a good theory. It is. It is. I, I think I, I find those interesting. Those fan theories. I think they're cool. Mm. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's wrap up this. Let's let's just get everything else out there. Any other things you want to talk about this movie? We'll wrap it up with the score out of ten. Sure. Do you have things that you didn't like about it? Honestly, not really. I I I I enjoy this movie from start to finish. It's just it's one that I can put on whenever I just want and just smack on some popcorn and just devour that while just enjoying this movie. It's not a perfect movie for me. I mean, it does have some effect problems and stuff like that, but it's just enjoyable popcorn fest. Yeah, I feel um, you. I like it from start to finish, man. Yeah, like it. I put it in the worst spot to be enjoyed because I powered through a bunch of movies today. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I still enjoyed it. I think that this is a movie for you that you will like on a second or a third watch more. And like, not to spoil, but there will be. I love it. I love it. So with that being said, what do you give it out of 10? Sure. I give it a pretty strong eight. Nice. Wow. Pretty okay. strong eight. Like, it's still a fucking Raimi movie. I still... Like, it's... I still get all those nostalgic feels just from his directing. Yep. Like, like I said, like, me gushing over the fucking whiplash shots and the fucking... <laughs> fucking zoom in. Yeah. Uh, shit. Like, all that st- shit still makes me happy. I'm sad there's no Bruce Campbell. Uh, I don't love the... A lot of the CGI. Um... I think the just whole kind of curse story and witches thing gets a bit old hat lately, but I feel like I would have loved it at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, literally, because we just watched three movies about witches as well. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> so I'm like, fucking another fucking witch thing. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, look, it, it still only lost two points. It's still fucking Raimi. He's still fucking the best. And... Yeah, even like if I said this was his worst movie I've seen of his, which it might be, it's still an eight. That's, yeah, that's still really good. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I still dig it. It's probably my least favorite horror movie of his, but it's still fucking great. And I'll still watch it again. And I feel like it's definitely something I could just be like, throw on and be like, yeah, fucking this is sick. I'm going to leap like, I'm going to watch this again. That's, that's mad man I, I I was hoping you would come in with something like that yeah Um. It, it's funny because I think around the same time like my first watch with this movie I think I was an 8 like I said this movie gets better the more times you see it for me anyway so I mm. am coming in a bit higher than you I'm giving it a 9 out of nice. 10 nice yeah it's yeah it's just I a can, movie I can that, see it going up to that for me I think this is this is a this would be like a Halloween watch for you. Mm. You know, mm-hmm, around, mm-hmm. around the time of October, you feeling in the mood for just a dumb horror movie. Boom, yeah, bro. Drag me to hell. Totally. So, yeah. So an 8 out of 10 for you and a 9 out of 10 for me. I think it's safe to say that this one is definitely a recommend. Yes, for sure. The last thing I want to talk about, though, is did you, at the end of this movie, did you ever wonder if there was a sequel? Mm, no, because I feel like it wrapped it up pretty well. 
So the reason I bring this up is because in 2019, 10 years after the film's release, Bloody Disgusting did a little interview with Sam Raimi and they asked him, um, "Does is there a sequel coming out? Sam Raimi said that he doesn't have a story in mind. Uh, he states, oh well, if someone had a good story, I don't have a story because in my mind the character got killed and worse, so I don't know how to proceed with a sequel. Um, yeah. Usually for me, I'm left with a character like Bruce Campbell um, that I'm really interested in or like or needs a concept that really feels like it needs to be continued. But this is such a definitive ending that in my mind, I don't know where to start with a sequel. Yeah. Question for you is, would you want a sequel? Nah, man. Make a different movie. I agree. Do you know what I mean? Like, this one doesn't seem to have the... I don't know, but also, like, it's it's not like a cult classic like Evil Dead, where it's got all the lore and the Necronomicon and the Deadites and, right out of there, and yeah. all that kind of shit going on. Yep. It's just kind of a cool standalone little piece that is what it is, and what it is is great. I agree, 100% with you. I, yeah. I think I'd, I'd want to say something new that he was passionate about. If he was just coming back to the well of this universe to f- tap it for money then yep. it wouldn't feel as good. And he, he doesn't do that kind of shit anyway. He makes his own stuff. Yeah, yeah. I am in agreement with you. Yeah. Anyway, so that wraps up our discussion on Drag Me to Hell from 2009. We both say it's good times. You mm-hmm. should go see it. Yeah. Well, that leaves us to I our mean, final... If you're in Australia, it's on Stan. If you're in America or other places, uh, you've got Google. <laughs> I'm sure it's fucking accessible somewhere in America. So totally, you'll, you'll find you'll it. Be right. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back with our raw episode or, or raw. I don't know raw segment. Just raw. Whatever. Yeah, we're back with raw. Yeah. So be back after this. Hi there. This is Daniel Luffy, aka the Mushroom from Horror for Dummies. I'm here to talk to you about fashion. When I'm not being the stupid dummy on Horror for Dummies, I spend the rest of my time being a fucking legend. How do you ask? Well, it's simple. I wear the official Horror for Dummies merchandise. You could be a legend just like me. All you gotta do is go to redbubble.com and search up Horror for Dummies. There you'll find all these cool things that will make you win at life. So just remember, redbubble.com, search Horror for Dummies, and then you can be almost as cool as me. Welcome to Horror for Dummies Presents Raw. We are here. We are talking three movies for you guys. God, you guys are so lucky. Fear Street. And another one. And another one. (laughs) So we have Fear Street 1994, 1978, and 1966. No, 1666. My bad. Uh, Alright, so before we jump into this, I need to know your history with this story. Uh, oh. Are you familiar with the books at all? Dude, I probably fucking read them, but I... Long time ago. Did you ever know about Fear Street? Did you know it was a thing? No. Is it... 
was it? Okay, I read a lot of Goosebumps, but I don't think I read his Fear Street books. So yeah, the reason I ask is because I've been listening to a few other podcasts talk about this stuff, and they all seem to say the same thing, that um, some of them say that they were uh, fans of the book series, some say they weren't, but they heard about it. I'm coming in, I'm going to be honest, man, like... This one comes from R.L. Stein, who direct, who directed, who wrote the Goosebumps books, and I am a big Goosebumps fan. I never knew about this Fear Street thing until this Netflix movie came about. I've never heard about it. Honestly, yeah, not really either. Yeah, like okay. like I said, I read a lot of Goosebumps and stuff, and then I was like, oh, it was it Goosebumps, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to say that it was because <laughs> I maybe, don't know. Maybe it wasn't around in Australia. Maybe. We had a shit ton of goosebumps, but like I also didn't read a shit ton of a lot anyway. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm sure like because I loved Goosebumps. And I'm sure mm. I'm sure if I saw a book saying R.L. Stein, I would have been like, fuck yeah, new stuff. But yeah, I don't dude. remember ever seeing anything with his names besides Goosebumps. But apparently he's done a lot. Like beyond Fear Street, he's done other trilogies of different stories and stuff so dang there were a lot of fear street books is there how many 51 holy shit what wow okay apparently Fuck. so it's big okay so it's big like goosebumps or are they just chapters i don't know <laughs> it just says original fear street series and then there's like 51 things wow okay no they've all got different um isbns so Wow, okay. That's, yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe we didn't get it in Australia. Tell me out there, people, if if we're wrong and Australia did have Fear Street, because I honestly don't remember ever seeing them or hearing about them as yeah. a kid, so. Uh, uh-huh. so. And then there was like a shit ton of spinoffs and stuff too. Okay, crazy. Wow, okay. I'm well, sad. I want to go back and do my childhood again. Same, I know. <laughs> So what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about each movie individual. We are going to keep these spoiler free. We're not going to mm-hmm. ruin anything because these are really new. But We're going to try not to. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Um, we're not going to give you the basically what the, the ending or anything like that. So don't yeah. stress too much. Yeah. Um, but if you do want to check these movies out, it's they are on Netflix. So yeah. Let's talk about 1994. We're starting with the first one. Um, that came out at the start of this month. Makes what did sense. you think about it? I thought it was fantastic. Okay. I like this one. It tickled my nostalgia pickle. Because you remember 1994 so vividly? No, just all the shit. No, I do. I do remember 94 pretty well. Do you? I was a kid. I- Dude, I was in like kindergarten in 93. So you, yeah, year one, 94. I don't remember anything. I watched a lot of movies so I can like base a lot of stuff around. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like when it came yeah. out. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I wasn't an adolescent growing up, but like, I don't know, just seen Walkmans and that honestly, the fucking soundtrack, um, especially for this and like for the 94 one yep. was just fucking banger after banger after banger and then all the fucking pixies and shit. Like it was fantastic. Like I was just like, yes, I'm feeling this shit. And then like, Hearing like the AOL noises and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was just like, Bildy, I'm like, hells yeah. <laughs> and just like, um, what was his name? Uh, yeah. Josh. He's just, yeah. he's yeah. My boy. Everyone 
Everyone seems to love this character, Josh. And uh, I don't get I me wrong. Was, I don't, he's playing Castlevania. Like he was wearing a fucking Iron Maiden shirt. He's fucking listening Listen to hectic to, shit. Yeah, listening like, to Fear of the Dark, yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, th- yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, I did like about that character? And, and I'm sorry if I get a little racial here. Sure. But this character is black. And I'm so glad that they didn't go the stereotypical, like he's not listening to NWA or anything like that. He's listening to fucking Iron Maiden. Yeah, bro. It was good. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter what his skin color is, you know? Like, Yeah, exactly. But like, I mean, like, you know how movies just... Take, yeah, yeah. Take, they're, they're take, like, we'll, we'll take the black dude and we'll throw him in like rap clothes and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, take the Friday the 13th remake where the black guy goes, why you put me in a box because I'm black? Why can't I listen to Green Day? And she's yeah. like, I'm, I'm sorry. What do you listen to? He's like, rap. It's like, oh, God. Okay. Whatever. Um, okay, so you dug this movie. Yeah, totally. I thought uh, uh, the, I don't know if this is spoilery, but the, the gore in it is great as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I like, the, I like the story of the first one. Did you expect the gore? No. <laughs> because That's what I'm hearing from a lot of people. It, it felt like it was like an M-rated movie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it felt super, I think, PG-13 for uh, the American dudes. But, yeah, it didn't feel like it was going to have gore. No. And no. then it did. So I knew it was going to have gore because I read stuff and, and it said that it was going to have a R-rated slasher feel. So I expected it, but I didn't expect to the extent that some of these kills Bruh. went to, especially one with a bread maker or a bread slice or whatever it was. I was that gonna, kill. Like, <laughs> I was going to not spoil that bit, but yeah. <laughs> well, we're just saying what it was with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but that kill was fantastic. I'm thinking possibly kill of the year type it was level good. shit. It's, it was good. Uh, I yeah. also loved all the um, all the different things. Let's say antagonists at this point. Yep. I liked yep. all the different ones. And um, I quite enjoyed all, all of the characters' relationships. Okay. Here's where we're going to differ. Sure. <laughs> all right. So you established that you liked this movie. I did too. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I, I did have problems with it. And one of my problems was the characters. Sure. Now, there is a... Leb... Lebian. <laughs> lesbian. <laughs> a Lebanese. A le- le- lesbian... You almost may do it again. A lesbian relationship <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Which is fine. That's fine. My problem with, with these... Lesbians in general. These relationships <laughs> in this movie. No. I, I love re- lesbians. <laughs> they like what I like. Um, <laughs> my problems Post. with these relationships is it um, there, there is there is a scene in this movie where yes. they get a little hot and heavy yeah they and do usually I'm fine with that no problems at all but, but these are kids and I was a little bit weirded out watching this stuff um, like especially the, the Josh character who looks I don't know 13. He, he doesn't look old, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And these two girls, I mean, I, I might be showing my age here, but I, I don't know, maybe they were 17 or something like that. These dang whippersnappers doing nasties. And did you not at all get a little weirded out seeing the 
the the sexual scenes between these characters? Mm. Not really, because like basically, I always think of like when I'm watching shit like that, like what would I be doing if I was a teenager at that time, sort of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like not, it doesn't bother me as much. And I also know that they're actually something like 20. <laughs> you know? Except that Josh character, he's like, he looks 13. Yeah, but like, he's probably fucking, like, if, like, that's what I mean, man. If I was, if I was Josh at that moment, I'd be fucking stoked as shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, so I don't really judge it too much because it's not like he was, it was with like an adult. (laughs) If it was with an adult. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Which, um, maybe like in the, the next movie, it was a little more creepy. Um, but in this movie, not so much for me. For me. Uh, I don't know. I, I just got a little bit of a... Uh, I don't really want to watch kids I just, do like sexual I shouldn't acts. be watching this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah. I don't mind when it's teenagers and it's teenagers on teenagers. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm just so used to teenagers being fucking 25. 40. Like Friday the 13th <laughs> and stuff like that. Where their tits have developed, you know? Fair enough. <laughs> but anyway, it's just a little nitpick. Um, okay. we, we talked off air... About the the soundtrack to this movie mm-hmm. and how you love the soundtrack, love it. Okay, here's 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 my thing on it. Here's how I'm wrong about it. No, you're not wrong because you did what you did. Whatever. <laughs> um, I love. Look, I love when pop culture joins pop culture. I love wow. when famous songs go into movies. I think it's fucking great. But this movie. I don't know how Netflix afforded so much copyright. <laughs> it was too much, man. There was like... I think at the start of this movie, there was easily about six different songs played in the span of like two minutes. Mm. And it's like, oh my God, Jesus. Okay, I get it. We're in 1994. You're showing me through the power of music. So please stop. It got a little tedious. I, I get it that it's... It's cool to have songs in yeah. it, but it was so many songs. I don't know. I was just, I was digging it. I was vibing. Yeah, I don't know. It was like, yeah, I, just a little nitpick. Honestly, nothing really. I can. That's funny. It, it honestly gave it bonus points for me because I was just digging the tunes. Wow, I'm like, I, fucking tune, fucking tune. Okay, okay. Um, this this. Oh, by the way, yeah. Dina's like four years younger than us. <laughs> Who? The main chick. Fuck off she is. She's born November 4th, 1992. Wow. She's she's the same year as my wife. Yeah. Okay. Feel better? A little bit. There you go. <laughs> Still, I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, 1994, I had, there, I had a lot of other movies popping into my head while watching this. Um, like Scream. Scream is the obvious one that many people are saying it's it's similar to. Maybe. Has that same tone. Yeah, sorry, you've never seen Scream. Um, <laughs> it's got that same type of tone and, and, and it's similar to what the killer wears and, and all these different things. Uh, that's not a bad shot at all. I think that mm-hmm. was great. Uh, wrapping this movie's review up just briefly, 
I think it's great. I did have some problems with it. I didn't think it was as great as I wanted it to be. Sure. Still, I'm coming in with an 8 out of 10 on this. Dang, that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> I um, I don't know. I mean, it could. It could possibly... It could possibly go in my top 10 of the year. Dang, yeah. But who knows what the rest of the year's got to bring. Mm, well, that just, like... I was thinking about that, too. Because I... Um, should I just fucking score it? Yeah, go for it. Um, oh, also, I love, I don't know. I love when a plan comes together movies. I like when there's like an elaborate weird plan. And okay. this had, this had that in it as well. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? That was fun. And the whole, uh, let's say grocery store bit <laughs> yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, same eight out of 10. I thought oh, it was, shit. I thought it was real good. Um, what where I'm at with the best of the year stuff is it like uh, each of these installments counting as their own individual movies, um, or as or are we like going as a Fear Street? You can honestly do whatever you want. Mm. I don't mind because I'm still decided. You'll hit. It's kind of torn because you'll hear my thoughts on the other two movies in a second. Well, yeah, I'll tell you what. Like, let's. Let's table it for now, and yep. then we'll discuss once we've done the other two reviews where we're like feeling. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump over to the next I don't wanna, one. I don't want to spoil the next two. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Let's jump over to the next one. Nineteen seventy-eight. Fear Street. Yes. So obviously, this takes place in nineteen seventy-eight at mm-hmm. a campground. Uh, <laughs> Scout. What do you call it? Uh, Summer like camp. camp. A, summer a, camp. Yeah, summer camp. Like a sleepaway camp, I think they call it over there. Uh, here we call it... We don't have that shit. <laughs> yeah, because we're boring. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Sounds like I fucking mean, a nightmare to me. Yeah, you don't like camping, though. I, I would like to do I feel like I just would have got bullied the shit out of. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> I'd, I'd stick up for you. Thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> so, you go nuts, man. Tell me what you what you feel about this one. Um, I thought this was also pretty great. Um, not as good of a soundtrack. Still some decent bangers. And by not as good, I mean, like, not by heaps. Uh, I quite liked all the... Again, I liked all the relationships. I liked that it really felt like a, a you know, a made-in-the-70s camp movie. Yep. Um, I think, again, the, the gore in it is pretty great. Um, what's her name? Sadie Sink fucking smashes it. Uh, as Ziggy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, honestly, like I get a lot of these camp camp movies, there's heaps of them and it really relies on the characters. And in this one, again, I quite enjoyed the characters. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't even that mad that like, let's be real the the first kind of act of this one doesn't really further the story much yeah it's true you know it, you just kind of getting to know these people and it honestly it made it decent when it was like was actually moving it along i want to talk about all three of them as a whole at the end without spoiling too much yeah but i will say this as a standalone movie was also pretty dang good. Okay. Yeah, nice. 
You know? I uh, for me, I uh, I I enjoyed this one more. Mm-hmm. Not like bounds and leaps beyond, but I yeah, I just, I think I think the setting of this yeah came directly to me. Yeah. yeah, the soundtrack was more me. Um, yeah. The funny thing about this one here is it takes a while to get into because I think it's up until like the 45 minute mark where any real horror actually happens. But which is never... very like a late 70s early 80s horror movie. Can't yeah, kind of. Um I was never bored though. I had no. fun meeting these characters, finding mm-hmm. out who's who, what's the go, what's the goss. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then when the horror did happen, holy but shit did, did it, it happen? happen? Yeah. yeah, the the antagonist in this movie, and we all know who he who he was and everything like that from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I had so much fun watching him. He does resemble a other certain slasher icon. He's, he's a mix of things, kind of. He is, but he's very he's very taken from uh, two movies that I can think of. Okay. Um, one is Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. The others, yep, the. Um, Town that dreaded sundown. Um, so I enjoyed him as a killer. I thought he was cool. Uh, I like what he does with his acts, especially to one person. Yeah. <laughs> the sound design in this one was fucking Ooh. beautiful because you yeah. could hear the squishes and the slashes for every axe chop. And the oh, yeah, the, the foley work was fucking fantastic. Oh man, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, I I just had a really good time watching this. The thing I it's not really a problem. It's more of a nitpick though. Sure. Is that this is entitled 1978, yet it didn't really feel like a 70s movie. It felt, felt like more an 80s movie. 90s, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Not a a point deduction. Or anything like that, but just a little nitpick where it was like, huh, I think strange. I think the difference is where I've I've vibed with the nineties vibe harder. Yep. I think you vibed with the like Friday the thirteenth eighties vibe harder with this one. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Shit shit. And yeah. And I mean like the ending of, of this story, like the nineteen seventy eight story, kinda mm. threw me for a loop because because you know, you, you go in knowing that one of these characters isn't going to survive. Because they say it at the start. But yeah. Then who it turns out to be, I was like, oh, oh, okay, I thought you were that person and you were the other person. So, yeah, they really fucking, they got me too, man. They got me too. Do they? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm not, I'm not just a stupid idiot. Also, Alice was rad as fuck. Uh, is she the blonde? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like her. her. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. This one just floated my boat a little bit more. Yeah, um, I can't say too much about it. I will say one thing: they use the song "Carry On My Wayward Son" in this, and every time, and they use it multiple times. Every time they did play it, I was well, like, no, "I thought they Ooh. used it a little too much." Um. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Um, every time they did play it, I was like, "Oh, is Sam and Dean Winchester going to show up?" So it was a little bit of excitement for me. So I like Supernatural. Uh, I won't really say too much more about this because it's been a couple of weeks and I'm, I'm struggling to remember points of yeah, it. Sure. But I do remember really liking this one a little bit more than the other one. So I'm giving this one an 8.5 out of 10. Nice. 
Um, how did you feel before I score it? How did you feel about the relationship in this one? Jog my memory. Which one? Uh, with the counselor and the camper. Uh, that that one oh, felt yes, a little yes, creepy yes, yes, to yes. me, more so, so than um, the lesbian one. Ziggy and Good. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to spoil not, it. Not, not too. Okay, yes, yeah, she she seemed young, but he didn't seem much older than her. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I didn't. I get where you're coming from, but it didn't really. I think, yeah, because when they started, especially Ziggy, I was like, "Oh, yeah, don't take your ter- your top off." Nah, I don't want. Yeah. I wanted her sister to take her top off because she Agreed. had some big titties. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, yeah, I was disappointed in the amount of titties in this one. I mean, it's kind of aimed at preteens, so. <laughs> well, yeah. as a preteen, I would have liked to see some titties. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and watch Friday the 13th, part four. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Friday the 13th, cities. just porn, and also yeah. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I'm giving this one a pretty solid, slippery zim out of 10. Wow, you're going down a whole point. Yeah, I wanted to um, I wanted to be fair. I wanted to differentiate them. It's, it's, it's a very, it's as close to an eight as it can be. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost there. But I, I just had to take away points because I, I liked the first one so much and, and this one didn't vibe as well. But, like, a 7 out of 10 is still a very good score for me. Nice. Like, right. it's it's super enjoyable. So far, I'm watching, like, the first one and then the second one again, you know? Yeah, yeah. With that being said, let's get into the last episode, let's which is it. 19... Oh, sorry, 1666. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote 19. 1666. Struggle with numbers. And yeah. Yep. Uh, this one obviously takes place in 1666. So yes. it is a period piece. Mostly. And I know exactly where you're coming in, Luffy. Mr. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is a little gripe for me. But I know where you're coming in. Just let it have it. Go for it. Sure. Uh, I don't really love period pieces. <laughs> Here we go. But, but, oh, a but, but, the reason I don't really love period pieces is because it's all set in there and I don't care about the fucking characters and they're all like, they'll starve a goat <laughs> and shit. And like... This one wasn't super... Uh, look, I don't hate all period pieces. It, it's just... It's harder to grab me yeah. with a period piece. Like... You hate the way they talk. I hate the way they talk. I hate that it's all old-timey. I think it looks boring. I think it'd smell. <laughs> I mean, you're not, it's not smell-o-vision. I know, but it just looks like it'd stink, and I'm like, Bleh. I don't like old times. Um... But because I liked Dina and I liked Sam and all the other characters, and it was basically like fucking. Oh, is that spoilery? No, I go for it. Um, I liked how they did like a American Horror Story um, thing with it. I I enjoyed it because I was already in with the characters, so they didn't really need to work anymore. So I was like just kind of focused on. 
what their ancestors did because I was curious to see how it affected things in the future. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. because it was a part of a story and not just the story, I think I, I was, I had an in. Right. I get you. You know? So, yeah, this was like still pretty enjoyable. Like, I didn't, I didn't hate it at all, but I still think it came in less than the part one and part two for me. Okay. All right. But, but I also like the fact that it wasn't the whole movie. Do you? Okay. Yeah. But you don't like period pieces. So. Yes. I, oh, well, we'll talk about it at the end, but yeah. For me, I'm coming in different to you because I am a fan of period pieces. As, yeah. What do you uh, think? As we all know. Uh, the thing about this one is I, I, I heard a lot of people say that this was the best in the, in the series. Maybe that crowded my, my viewing pleasure because this was a downgrade for me. Not not in like the biggest way, but it was a little bit disappointing for me. One, you said about the American horror story trope where they, same actors play different people. I did not like that at all. I found it confusing. I was like, there must be a reason. And then there wasn't a reason. I was like, uh, yeah, I didn't like that Is, at Isn't all. the reason that, that their ancestors of... Yeah, like okay. The reason is that they're directly related to them, sort of thing. But they didn't need the same people to play it. I don't know. It just took me out. It. I didn't like that at all. I get I where they were I, coming I, from. I but... actually liked it. Okay. Um, another thing is, for me, this didn't feel like a period piece at all. Yes, the settings were cool, but the dialogue, the way the kids acted, the accents, nothing felt believable mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And like, I don't need it as heavy-handed as the witch, but yeah. I mean, these guys were saying slang and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that, look, I don't know anyone from the the time of sixteen sixty six. I doubt that anyone's alive, unless there's like vampires walking among us. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I don't think that this is the way people acted back then. When this movie, when, when sorry, when when the the nineteen sixty six part finished, I thought that was it. Sixteen sixty six. Fucking hell! <laughs> when sixteen sixty six that part finished, I thought that was it. Uh, then the movie continues and it goes back to nineteen ninety four for a part two. Yes. I'm uh, I'm kind of really in spoiler zone right now, aren't I? <laughs> mm, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. Or maybe. Let's, let's just yeah. say that. Yeah, this this one isn't like 1978, where it's 1978 the whole way. It does yeah. not go to 1666 the whole movie, which kind of disappointed me because I wanted more of that period piece. Um, this one just wasn't really grabbing me, and then like this is meant to be the one that ties it all together. The way they tied it all together, I don't know. I was just a little let down. Well, I don't know why, but we'll save it for after. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I, it sounds like I'm poo-pooing this movie. It does. But there are things that I did really like about this. Uh, going back to the 1666 part, there is some gore effects in it that are marvelous yet again. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there is some characters who I really liked. There's some character relationships and development that I really liked. There's some kind of John Cena shit. <laughs> what? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, Thank you. Then you go back to... You get it if you get it. <laughs> you go back to 1994, and this is this is one of the gripes I have with the first movie, how they played too many songs. This is where I think they did it right, because they play a particular song that I was like, yes, yes. And they played a lot of it, and it wasn't cut short, and they didn't just play multiple different songs. Um, so I Which did song like was the it that you liked at the end? Or is that a spoiler? Well... Let's just say that the antagonist had to come out and play. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I feel yeah. I thought it was like the Pixies and stuff. No, I they played a lot much. of Pixies, and I was yeah. like, "Fuck yes, dude!" I don't. And like they they ended on like one of my favorite Pixie songs, so I was like, Phew. I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you were happy. Um, yeah, look, I-, I was a little let down with this, but yeah, it was still. It was still an enjoyable film. Uh, for me, this is the 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 worst of the three, but it's still it's still an enjoyable film. Will I return to it? Probably not. You know. See, I feel like everything you said about why you didn't like the sixteen whatever stuff is yeah. the stuff that I liked and made it more enjoyable for me <laughs> because they didn't talk in old ass Englishy language. They were just the other characters, and then it ended early and I was like well yes <laughs> I went back to my favourite movie and yet you still think this is the worst yeah wow okay there you go <laughs> alright well that being said do you have anything more to say or do you want to just jump into scores we'll just score it because uh, right. like I feel like the more we say the less we say about this if you haven't seen it the better yeah because this just came out a week ago so I don't want to say too much obviously yeah Look, I'll, um, you know, I'll say, I'll, I'll say, well, we'll score it. <laughs> okay, well, you go first. Uh, look, I was gonna give this a six. Okay. But I'm, I'm feeling a, I'm feeling another sloppy Zim, man. Wow. Another I think, seven. I think thinking about them overall. Yeah. And I really didn't hate. I feel like I didn't hate the um, the 1666 as much as I could have. And I I kind of liked where the story went. I liked the what it ended up being. And I also liked that the, they did another big plan at the end. Yeah, okay. Um, that was all fun for me. For me... I am coming with a six. So still above average film. It's still a decent film. It's still well made and everything like that. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. Maybe I would, maybe I did go in with the highest expectations and I just came out. Yeah. just came out not enjoying it as much because I was excited for a period piece that was true to 1666. And no, I think that's where you got let down. Yeah. I think, I think these movies are all kind of caricatures of the time periods that they're in yeah that's true you're probably right yeah uh all right overall did you want to say anything about the whole series as a whole yeah um so for for me it's definitely a one two three order of preference yeah okay um 
I'm not sure if I would have enjoyed this more as two movies, maybe, with a lot of stuff cut out, or whether I would have enjoyed it more as a series. Here's here's my pitch. Yeah. Where we like, we kind of get like a 1977 for each killer until we find out in the series finale how the movie ends. Interesting. I like it. The only problem with that is... So like they go around, they bookend it with the 94 stuff for each episode and they're finding out, they're just giving little, they're getting little breadcrumbs throughout the whole series kind of a thing. Yeah. If it was a series, but I'm, I don't know. Well, what do you think? I like, I like that take. I think it's cool. Only problem is I am so burnt out on TV series that I yeah. can't, I, I wouldn't be able to review it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so well, I'm, I'm do, I'm glad they did go the movie route, but yeah, I think that's a cool idea. Honestly. Did, did you think it was a little bloated then? Like as a three movie thing? Honestly, not really. No, you liked it? I yeah, I had I had an enjoyable time watching all three of these. Some See, more than others, obviously, but yeah, I I because I'm hearing that a lot. A lot of people are saying that it's kind of yeah um a lot in it that could have been taken out. Yeah. See I could have I could have done with a little less camp. Which yeah. I know is I know is your favourite. <laughs> and and I could have done with a little less 1666. I would have been happy with 1666 as flashback scenes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And then, like, with the camp stuff. Yeah. Like, I like that it's its own movie and you could literally just go watch part two and that'd be a fantastic movie. That's Um, true. Whereas, like, part three, you kind of lose that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's Part three is definitely, like... Like, I could watch one as a movie, and I could watch two as a movie, but I don't think I could watch three as a movie. Nah, yeah, you're right. And I think maybe that even makes it a six. I don't know. Eh, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with a low seven, as opposed to the camp's high seven. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so I think you could have just, like, done flashbacks with that one, maybe taken a little bit of the getting-to-know-you stuff out of the mm, um, yeah. the camp one and just made it maybe cut it like that but but then you just kind of have a two part movie maybe true yeah true true overall do you recommend the series as a whole oh yeah totally I think it's a banger I do too I think I can see these being in some people's top tens at the end of the year mm. so that's that's good news yeah I I so with the top 10 thing, I could easily put the first one in my top 10, I feel like, for me. But I don't know if I could put the, all of them in. Yeah, okay. I can see... See, maybe I would group them as a whole, but then I don't know if I'd put them in my top 10 because I do like the first two, but the third one kind of lowers it, so... Mm. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see how the rest of the year comes out. Who knows? Like, the rest of the year might have, like... Nine, ten out of ten films that that just push Maybe. us out. I mean, we won't be able to go to the movies to fucking see them anyway. But that's, still, that's true. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, anyway, that concludes the Horror for Dummies podcast for this week. Hell's yeah! We want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. 
Uh, and to all our Patreons out there, thank you guys so much for so much. being part of this family. Yeah, we are proud members of the Padded Room Podcast Network. We can be found there as well as Podbean. Sorry, dude. Wrong one. <laughs> we can be found there as well as Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. If you would like to help this show grow, the best way to do it is giving us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts or even just sharing our show on social media. Great if you did. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Letterboxd under Horror for Dummies, and we would love to hear from you, so please let us know your thoughts on the show. If you want to support the show like a champion, like Champ. Mr. Allen, then join our Patreon page. We have a lot of bonus content over there, all good stuff. Uh, be on the lookout for our newest show coming out soon. And uh, on top of that, we also have a YouTube channel that is slowly dying. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, yeah, it's not really getting much action over there, and and I don't really have much time to do videos. So here's the deal: if you show it some love, it'll grow. Give it a little rubber dub dub. Possibly, it'll get all turgid. I don't know. Maybe I've been thinking maybe just to keep it on the Patreon link. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I kind of getting over YouTube. Fair enough. Yeah. Hey, if you're not having fun, you're not having fun. It cuts into my movie watching time. That's the big thing. Yeah, okay. So, like, I kind of, like, stopped doing videos for the past two weeks. Mm. And I've watched so many more movies in that time. I'm like, oh, this is more enjoyable. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel you. So, possibly, we might be having a funeral for the Horror for Dummies YouTube channel. But we'll see. Who knows? Mm. I might get a spark back soon. So, yeah. Uh, all right, on to next week's episode, or next time's episode. Jeez. We are taking Luffy back to the 1980s. We are? Yep. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with it. You don't sound okay. You sound so disappointed. I'm scared. Why? What if someone's shoulder pads come and get me? <laughs> We're going to be showing Luffy a movie that I've only seen once. <gasps> And uh, so I'm I'm going to be learning things about this movie myself. The movie is called The Reanimator. The Reanimator? Ooh. Okay. I'm guessing you've never seen it. No, I've seen the cover. Cool. I like the cover. It's body oh. horror, right? Uh, to a degree, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this one can be found on Shudder. So check it out there if you want to join us. Um, we're going to be teaching Luffy all about that movie and uh, seeing what he thinks about it. Hey, little spoiler alert. Yeah. For a little my, my first time watching the movie. Yeah. Wasn't a fan. Oh. But oh. I also wasn't a fan of The Thing the first time. And now it's in my top 10 favorite movies of all time. So who knows what will yeah. happen. Weird. Yeah, so join us next time and uh, join us next week on Kaboom where we're still talking about the turtles. Um, we'll be back next time with the animated movie TMNT. Yes. Yes. Well, Luffy, it's been good hearing from you again. Thanks, man. So say goodbye. Goodbye. Damn! You lie to give me strength to face the daily dirt. You fill my hollow heart with fakes of words.